0: is worth getting out of that warm bed and facing that cold north wind this morning for that. Amen? Just what we needed, and uh, I have a second voice to put with that. Uh, You'll know her, but I'm not going to mention her by name, but I talked to one of the ladies showing pictures of the Highway 80 celebration. And uh, she said, just tell those pine tree folks, let's do it, let's do it, and not just talk about it. And uh, uh, on behalf of the keepers of the flame, the folks that want this church to be on fire with the vision, uh, they want you to know that this is just the introduction of the vision and the seven commitments but uh, what's coming uh, after the first of the year is the game plan. And, uh, but we don't have to wait on a game plan when we've been given a challenge like we've been given. And uh, I've, I've spoken all over. I've written. And I always hear the same thing when I, when I say this. Sunday's the hardest day for people that work in restaurants. But if uh, we all left here knowing that we were going to serve our servers instead of them waiting on us. And uh, we have a blessing to offer them, just like we've been challenged. It would turn that whole perspective around. Well, we're going to enter into a story that is familiar. And I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles to Matthew 1, 18-25. We're going to both hear the word this morning, and then we're going to dim the lights, and we're going to see the story in song of the struggle that Mary had to give us an incredible gift. And then I, I hope we can connect this to Commitment 6 in a way that, that forever permeates your skin and uh, gives you this holy itch to welcome folks that most ignore and certainly don't welcome. This is the Word of God from Matthew 1, 18 through 25, one of the most precious stories ever told, and this one is true. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David... Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. I want to make just a little editorial comment before we go on. When, When I was in junior high and high school, And a high school girl became pregnant. There was lots of chatter in the back channels. And she went to go live with her aunt and uncle while she was pregnant. (coughs) Sometimes she would come home with the baby. Other times uh, she would give the baby up for adoption. If you listen carefully to the story of Joseph and Mary... Mary becomes pregnant. Somewhere along the way, she tells Joseph, and then she goes off to stay for six months with her aunt, Elizabeth. You remember that detail in the story? Meanwhile, Joseph has to contemplate what is he going to do? He is in a quandary, because what Mary told him is impossible. It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. And yet he knows her, and he he knows she's a a young woman who has stored up the, the message of God in her heart. We see that in her language as she speaks of this. So he has a decision to make. Whether to enter into her shame, or whether to put her away quietly, or whether to submit her to public disgrace, then the angel intervenes and he chooses to enter her shame. And we need to understand that's a choice he makes as a righteous and devout Jew. He chooses to enter her shame because nobody else is going to believe her story. Back to scripture, verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And he took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name, Jesus. We're going to dim the lights and... uh, you're going to hear a song. You'll see visually the story acted out from the time Mary returns from Elizabeth. Joseph chooses to have her as his wife, and the journey they make together. like that uh, young amen at the end of that. I will have to tell you, I love Christmas. I have since I was a little boy. Our family tradition was to wait and watch the mail. And when the Sears and Roebuck wish book came in, the boys would fight over who got to circle first the toys they wanted to get that Christmas. It was our wish book. I still love Christmas, but for different reasons. With children that live elsewhere and grandsons that I get to see and it's just a sweet time I get to go and Enjoy family. And it's crazy. You know it's crazy. Somebody's always sick, and so everybody's sick after Christmas. And uh, it's crazy. Nothing goes according to plan. And it's wonderful. Because you get to let folks know in tangible ways that you love them. And they're precious to you. And I love Christmas because I get to talk to Jesus to just about anyone that will listen. It's a special time. And uh, I know that Jesus was not born in December, probably in spring, and we can talk about that some other time. But this time of year, people start thinking about Jesus all over the world. And no matter how much the politically correct Police try to excise him from the season. Every twinkling light, every act of love, every moment of tenderness speaks to God. Entering our world is a baby named Jesus. And by the work of the Holy Spirit, because we had to move our seven commitments around to different times... This commitment comes up today. And I don't know if you've thought about it, but it's perfect. We will have an outward focus sharing the love of Jesus with our local community and being a refuge of hope, encouragement, and love. You see, the birth of Jesus isn't saccharine sweet sentimentality, although I, like some of you, um, I have to wipe tears away every time I see that video. But the story of Jesus' birth is gritty and tough. It's about life in hard times and hard places and people that don't understand. It's about people that make quick judgments about a single mom and a righteous man that chooses to marry her, who loves her past the point of any explanation that's reasonable. A place that only faith could take him, not reason or rationality. And underneath is a story of truth that we often miss in all our remembering, we have all sorts of these quaint understandings about Joseph and Mary and the trip to Bethlehem and all the things that happen. But let's remove the sentimental varnish and let's hear what Matthew and Luke tell us subtly. But if we had been a part of their culture, we would have known instantly what they were telling us. Joseph and Mary were both descendants of David. Their hometown and all their families hometown is Bethlehem. Everybody in Joseph and Mary's family would have had to return to Bethlehem for the same census. Many of their family, would have likely have still lived there. So when Joseph and Mary make their trip in the last days of Mary's pregnancy to Bethlehem, and they make that trip alone, very different than when they went with Jesus when he was 12, and there's the whole caravan of family. You remember that trip? There's no caravan here. Or if there was a caravan, they weren't allowed to be a part of it. What the gospel writers tell us is the family actively rejected them. And so they go to Bethlehem alone. And not only were they alone and rejected, none of their family would let them have a room in their house. That's the story. There is no inn. That's a mistranslation, and their later translations cleared up. There's not a guest room in the house, a family that will let them. In. Their families didn't want them. And they refused to be a place of refuge. So we understand a little better why the people of Nazareth didn't accept Jesus. Why his brothers didn't believe in him even until the resurrection So imagine years later, on down the line in Jesus' family, when this story was told, the questions that were asked, because you know kids, they ask questions that are not appropriate. They're just the right questions. And they make us think. And so when the story is told, you can just hear... A loving grandchild go, Grandma. Surely our family believed in Jesus when he came. Surely our family would have given him a room. It was just the house was too full. No, Rachel, I'm I'm sorry. Our family wouldn't give Joseph and Mary a place to stay. No one would believe Mary's crazy story on how she got pregnant. No, Benjamin, no, we didn't journey with Joseph and Mary, even though we were on the way to Bethlehem. And no, we didn't share food or bed or room with them. In fact, we all thought Joseph was so crazy in love with Mary that he was stupid and gullible and believed her lie about the impossible way she was pregnant. After all, everything Joseph believed was impossible, and until we saw Jesus as a grown man do the impossible again and again and again, how could we believe? So hear what Jesus says about these things and about Commitment 6. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels of heaven are with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before Him. And He will separate people one from another. As a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. The sheep he'll, He'll put on His right hand, the goats He'll put on His left and then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come you who are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance which was prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry. And you gave me something to eat. Nobody did that for my parents or me when I was born. I was I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I, I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And the righteous will answer him Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? when did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, when you when you did one of these for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. When we... Think about the birth of Jesus. We understand why he is so passionate in Matthew 25, don't we? His mother was a Highway 80 mother in the view of everybody in his family and hers. Except Elizabeth. No one offered refuge. So we can call commitment six that your elders have, that you as a church have, we can call this the Christmas commitment, can't we? I don't want you to go through another Christmas season. I'm going to be long gone. You'll have you a new preacher, and you'll be doing your thing, and you'll be living out your commitment. But I want you to remember, every time you come to this time of year, commitment six is the Christmas Commitment. It's the commitment to welcome Jesus in tangible ways because Highway 80 is more than a ministry. It's welcoming Jesus and caring and sharing is more than giving out help. It's helping Jesus and going to Ghana and serving and sharing the good news of Jesus is more than a mission trip. It's meeting Jesus and and Diceo is more than supporting poor kids in Honduras and doing VBS with them, but you're sharing Jesus and meeting Him. These are ways that we meet Jesus. And it's more than just getting to experience Jesus at work in us. And it's more than just us getting as much back as we give. Because sometimes you don't. We've we got to acknowledge there are people we help and, and they're just taking advantage of us. But any time we do it, Jesus says, when you've done it under the least of these, you've seen me. You've seen me. You can experience me. These are ways we meet Jesus and we give him what his own relatives at his birth refused to give. Because we believe Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, conceived in the womb of Mary by the Holy Spirit, raised in a Jewish household and became a teacher who did great things and went to the cross and died for us and was raised again to change everything. And so we say, be born in me. Be born in me. I want to be your Bethlehem, except I want to provide you a room in my heart. And with my hands, I want to serve you. And with my money and my time, I want you to know that I love you. And I want you to know that you're welcome here. So with the Magi, the wise men of old, let's make a commitment to go on a journey and do what our brother reminded us. To see the leaving of this place, to step into the mission field, and a journey to meet Jesus and the broken people around us. And the challenge is, is that many of the broken people around us have walls and pretend just like we do. And so, till we take the time to just do it, to ask, "Can I pray for you?" Thank you. But what can I do for you? Or to invest in one of these ministries that you hold dear, but need more people to be involved? Let's do it. Let's be. A people whose heart is Bethlehem that has a room for the Savior. I don't know where you are in terms of your walk with Jesus, but this would be a good day to recommit. And you don't have to do it by coming up front. You can find somebody in the pew next to you. And if you've been touched in a way that you need to minister and you want to take a step out, find somebody next to you during the invitation song. and say, I want to commit to do more. Pray for me to do more. And the people on the pews in here, we're all priests. You know that. So just turn to somebody. Or or if you have a a problem or an issue or a concern or a joy that you want to share with an elder, there'll be some in the back and there'll be a couple of us at the front. But most of all, if you've never made room in your heart for Jesus, this would be a great day to ask Jesus to come live in your heart. Of saying, I believe. And I want to share with you in your death, burial, and resurrection. And be born I know, as we stand and sing.